When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, y'all? How y'all doing? What's up, y'all? Welcome to episode two, y'all. We doing pretty good. We made it. <laughs> we made it. We made it. All right. So, um, man, I've been, uh, how you been feeling today, babe? Today's Saturday. It's kind of cloudy. Well, where, where you headed right now? How you feeling? Uh, I feel all right. It's been a rough past couple of days. Uh huh. So, you know, my Miss Lady here and I just, I don't know. I just have not been feeling the best. Let me just say that. Man. I couldn't even get on schedule today. Uh-huh. And Nick came in. She thought we was, <laughs> what you thought, babe, when you came in this morning and I was still in the bed? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, first and foremost, this is actually one of the things that we want to talk about. And I guess we'll start it off. But I first and foremost want to thank, definitely want to thank our sponsors for today's show. Uh, We're going to talk more about Rashawn Thomas later. And then also definitely thank you to Anchor for sponsoring all of our episodes so far. Really appreciate that. Yes. Okay, so we wanted to talk about, so this is something that we have decided to do. Let's see, we made this decision to do this when I was in Arkansas. Because, all right, I knew we was going to be bringing this dog back. I knew we was going to have to walk this dog. And I know dogs tend to like for you to be on routines. So, um, me and Carla, we actually talked about just setting up a schedule. Yeah. And scheduling everything. Yeah. So, babe, give details about that if you want. So, um, you mean like what we do in the morning? I guess, or your thoughts, or yeah. yeah. So we just basically—I can't even remember how it came up. It was kind of like Nick had some thoughts in her head, and I had thoughts in my head, and we were just trying to see, oh, how I could get better sleep. That's yeah. what it was. That's mm-hmm. how it started off. Not just you, both of us, yeah. for real. So that's what we started talking about: how we can get better sleep, and then we came up with the schedule. Um, so we try to get up at seven. And then um, we actually have our settle down time and I call it senior citizen hour because I promise we be settling down by 7 p.m. And so, um, yeah, it's like we get up in the morning. First thing we do, we meditate. Um, Nick, she journals. I kind of tidy up the room, do my personal stuff, and then we both stretch. And then we go out and walk Nikki. We come back. Um, If we're going to do videos, we do videos. And I guess that's pretty much it. And then just different things that Nick have planned on her to-do list. Yeah, so, like, if y'all been watching us for a minute, most of y'all already know, me and Carla, we have a morning routine and a night routine. But the main difference with this is... We do everything. We've been doing everything around the same time every day. And that is kind of something that I have not been doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And what's interesting is when we were driving trucks, we experienced a lot of sleep deprivation. You know, just because you are driving 8 to 11 hours a day and then you're going to sleep 
around different times around the clock and it's really unhealthy sleep deprivation is actually really unhealthy i've been doing research lately on sleep deprivation but i was thinking that when me and carla quit our trucking job two years ago i was like this is perfect we quit our job now we should be able to get the appropriate amount of sleep we shouldn't be experiencing sleep deprivation anymore and it actually seemed like when we quit our trucking job the sleep deprivation increased it got worse yeah i think it's because kind of you don't have to be on the schedule so it's just kind of like i do what i want when i want to do it exactly so that's what was causing it because we'll be up acting like it's early in the day and it'll be three four in the morning so our schedule was really thrown off yeah so um even before having nikki back our dog i always like to study um the habits of entrepreneurs successful business owners successful just successful wealthy people in general and um i did hear some of the motivational speakers speaking about how they schedule everything and i was like man that ain't something i want to do but i finally like having the dog helped and then like me just saying like i finally need i need to figure something out because even like we already told y'all too we just got this fitbit and the fitbit it tells you how much sleep you get in every night and i already had a i already knew i wasn't getting enough sleep but to see it with your eyes the abuse that you're doing to your body like me what i was doing to my body not getting the appropriate amount of sleep i even sat and like researched like i said before what sleep deprivation does to the body and um it's some it says what is this some of the most serious potential problems babe you ain't heard this some of the some of the most serious potential problems associated with chronic sleep deprivation are high blood pressure diabetes heart attack heart failure or stroke other potential problems include obesity depression reduced immune system function and lower sex drive all of those things from not getting enough sleep sleep is fucking important yeah yeah and um and so okay and what i wanted to kind of talk to y'all about is maybe some of the pros that's what i wanted to do babe maybe go over some of the pros and cons things that we like about having a schedule and like carla mentioned we get up in the morning at the same time and we go to sleep at the same time and we've been doing that now because i've been journaling consistently um we are on day what did i write today day 16 they so 16 days straight that we've been doing this is it just day 16 it's just day 16 babe I've wow. been, from day one i what it feel like longer well yeah because i thought the other day you said day 15 right oh okay yeah, that was yeah so day 16 i can get my journal it's either day it's, 16 or 17 i'm thinking it's 17 let me see my journal because the reminder popped up i thought a few days ago no it wasn't a few days ago days oh it's day 17 today See? is day 17 yeah. okay okay my bad i mean i guess saturday kind of threw me off because this was kind of like the first day that things were a little bit off i still did you know my regular things but when i like carla said when i walked in and seeing you laid in I that bed with it. i was not <laughs> with it this morning for some and y'all this is something at least that it's I, saturday though yeah but this is something that i have been noticing i guess i get so much sleep now <laughs> my body automatically wake up like carla it's time to get yep. up 
And I'm like, what? Because we I'm didn't like, even use the alarm. alarm ain't went off yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I have moments where the alarm is not hadn't went off. And I'm like, okay, go back to sleep. Go back to sleep. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. But I woke up at four. No, it was like five something in the morning. Uh-huh. And I was like, why the freak am I up? So, okay. What have you disliked? Let's start with the negative first. What have you disliked about setting the schedule and setting everything on schedule what have i disliked i guess not necessarily dislike i had to get used to getting up at seven again but i wouldn't say that i dislike it because once i get up and get going and we go on our walk it's like i'm good so i guess the only thing that i can really say is when you be in the bed super early and i'm still up i don't like that because y'all it's times like and we actually changed this the other day normally nick would get in the tub first and then i'll get in the tub but by the time i get in the tub nick is in the freaking bed i'll be knocked out and i'll be like (laughs) i walked in the room one night i said girl it ain't even freaking nine (laughs) o'clock don't be telling my business now and she was sleep y'all (laughs) so the other day we decided okay so i'm gonna take my bath first and then nick is gonna take her so i think that's the only thing that i've been disliking oh and the other thing what i can't keep up with the girls in the challenge group oh yeah so they've been sneaking they've been sneaking my ass because they know i'd be in the bed well i don't think they know they probably can just see at a certain time i'm not doing something so they like oh this bitch didn't stop i'm finna go and carla was pulling them first places all the time and then we're talking about in her walking group yeah they'll compete see who can get the most steps on our fitbit so she's been losing those challenges kind of regularly but you still been getting a lot of steps yeah i i get my i definitely get my ten thousand steps in a day but when we have the daily challenges to see who can get the most steps Mm -hmm. i have not been getting those because i don't be up playing with them late at night no more (laughs) okay well let me go i think okay so this is something i didn't like in the beginning in the beginning you know with trying to make sure you go to sleep at the same time and wake up at the same time when you get up at seven you have moments in the beginning where you want to take naps and it's actually wise not to take naps because then you'll be up all night and you can't go to sleep so like if you get up at seven you may be tired though that first week week and a half but you don't want to take a nap and you want to fight through it until like nine or whatever, nine something and you go to sleep or whatever. Yeah, so, I think it just depends on the type of person you are. Like Nick, Nick say, OK, fight through it. Me, I tried to fight through it. It made me feel really bad during the day. So now I have moments of if I didn't sleep good the night before, if I just feel like I need to lay down for like 45 minutes to an hour, I lay down and mm-hmm. then I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I just try not to go over a certain time. So I try to set an alarm and be like, OK, I don't want to go to sleep over this time. Yeah. And then I guess the second thing I want to say the monotony. But the thing is, um, some of the things that I now do every day consistently is shit that I'm supposed to be doing. And, you know, sometimes I'd be like, I don't want to do that, but it's like, I have to, you know, man, that it's a part of my process of, mm-hmm. of growing. Now, as far as the things that I do like is, um, the consistency, like 
For example, a part of my morning routine is meditating, journaling, stretching, you know, shit like that. And you have mm-hmm. different steps a part of your morning routine that, um, you know, you can kind of leave out every now and then. You may like, let's say, for example, if I didn't go to sleep t- to two or three o'clock in the morning and then I wake up at like one o'clock and I'm like, oh, shit, I need to hear up and do this. Make sure this video straight. Oh, shit, I need to hear up and do this. By that time, I may have meditated, but I didn't write in my journal. I didn't yeah. stretch or mm-hmm. I didn't do my morning workout. So what I do like is that since we've been doing this, I have been hitting all of my points consistently. So I'm seeing like consistent progress in everything. My stretching, like my body don't feel as as tense, you know, from all the walking that we do every day. Mm-hmm. Um, my journaling, I've really been able to get a lot of clarity, just kind of see where my head has been. And I've been coming up with a lot of fresh ideas. So, yeah, I've been liking that. And then also less social media like to social media too much of it was freaking stressing me out now i know previously i told y'all that i had unfollowed some people because it was just very negative but still dealing with social media well, you didn't unfollow them you just muted, muted them, them. yeah muted i muted yeah. them but um you still if the more i'm on my phone I'm still dealing with listening to everybody and they fucking opinions you know whether it's people who or leaving comments on our stuff or me just watching influencers pop they shit it's still annoying because you still just it's stressful yeah you know what i'm saying so um every night at seven o'clock i sit my phone in a creative space i'm lighting candles i'm tidying up my space i'm like getting ready we call it again senior citizen hour (laughs) (laughs) but it's like i'm really settling down and it's like there's so much time from 7 like from 7 p.m to like i don't know maybe seven, nine eight, no because i don't I, oh, at yeah. seven i don't, you look don't at my even phone. touch your phone yeah. yeah we walk the dog and all that and come maybe do a little work maybe around a good i'll say eight thirty nine is when yeah. i may look at my phone again and that's brief because now i'm working on other shit yeah so it's been way less social media consumption and i it's just like oh it feels good yeah what's some is, things that you've been is, liking so um I like having the schedule. I like getting our steps in first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. So it's like we already have a schedule where we know we're going to get what between 2,500 and 2,700 steps in the morning Mm -hmm. and the same thing in the evening. And then other than that, I can come in, go ahead and do my workout. We get our recordings done. So we're not sitting up late doing our recordings. So it's like I love that. And I love the fact that we can have like a consistent schedule you know how sometimes like you said you'll be moving fast we may Mm -hmm. not get to make our bed up but it's like now i get up i make the bed up and the places stay been staying clean consistently yeah i mean y'all already know we're minimalist so we have like we don't have as much stuff in here but it's like we also like to keep it clean especially my wife yeah and then it's like i can plan out what the meals are going to be how we're going to eat I, I don't know i just feel like it's been good overall like for like our health our yeah. mental because even me i've been coming up with different ideas you know just different stuff so i just think it's good overall yeah and see the thing is with scheduling everything you don't have to be like a full-time entrepreneur to consider doing this shit because at the end of the day you may be currently in your phase where you're at a job or maybe it's not even a phase. It's just something you're doing. You're at a, you're at your, you're in your career, 
but you still can be all over the place. Cause I'm thinking even when I work the job, like a regular nine to five, mm-hmm. not driving trucks. It's like, I will go to work. I will um, get off and I'm like watching TV or whatever. I may go to sleep at um, 11. I may go to sleep at shit one o'clock in the morning. It just don't matter. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I'm waking up maybe like a few minutes before just enough time to brush my teeth and get myself together, throw on my clothes and go out and go to work. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if you set a schedule, then it's like, you can add more, you can figure more things out. You can, uh, do side hustles, side hobbies, whatever, build a business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think a lot of people should consider, uh, the schedule. And one more thing I want to mention again is the sleep. I've been looking at my sleep. I've been getting on average, um, and they say adults should, they is the recommended amount of sleep for you to get is between seven to nine hours. And me consistently, I've been getting about eight hours and about nine hours. I'll say nine hours. Like it's been saying like eight hours and 40 minutes, eight hours and 49. So I'll say about a good nine hours I've been getting. And I actually need that sleep. Yeah, I think me on the average mine is probably like seven and a half hours. Yeah, something like seven and a half. But to be getting that consistently. Oh, my goodness. It's a game changer. Whoo, man. (laughs) But um, yeah, so, um, babe, I did want to just kind of let you know, just in case you didn't know. Since I, um, oh, so since I have stopped, um, I mean, since I've been doing my schedule, I decided to unmute some of those social media platforms I used to follow just to, you know, get a little glimpse of what's going on while I'm not in senior citizen hour or not, you know, (laughs) doing other shit. And, um, babe, I just so happened to see in New York, girl, it's been, it's still, look, it's still been a lot of shit going on. Still a lot of shit going on. I ain't miss out nothing, but it'll let you know. Even if you turn the shit off, the world's still gonna do what it do. But this monkeypox. Okay, so Girl, in New York, what the hell is the monkeypox? First and foremost, actually, I wanted to show you some pictures of what it looked like, but Girl, y'all, I don't know if I want to see it. <laughs> it looked like chicken pox, but fucking worse. And I, you know, I told you when I had chicken pox, I only got one. What? So I'm man. I when like, I got chicken pox. I remember getting that shit. It was all over my body. I was taking oatmeal baths um, from the doctor. Like they gave like little packets. Yeah. Like took I remember. oatmeal baths for one pot. Huh? You took oatmeal baths? No. Oh. So what happened, my little brother, um, he caught it. It was like I'd never had it. And because he caught it, my mom put me around him because I had never had it. Yeah. And I got one. And it was on my ear, and I still have the scar on my ear. Oh, really? Yeah, and I remember back in the day, and this happened to my cousin, they used to say, if you don't get it, and you get it as an adult, it's going to be bad. And my cousin, it happened to him. He ended up getting it when he was an adult. Girl, he had them things in his freaking mouth. They was in the palm of his hand, on the bottom of his feet. It was bad. I heard um, you can get you're more susceptible to getting the measles. I think, or is that what that is? I like don't if know. You don't I get just chicken know pox? he. I just know he was down bad, and um, that used to be a big fear of mine. I don't even think about it now. Have the Sierra and Bradley get it? No, girl, they didn't get the Sierra chicken pox. and Bradley never got chicken pox. Girl, you should have had com- them roll around with somebody with some chicken pox. 
I'm like, is it something that's even still going on nowadays? Hey, yeah, that shit's still going on. Well, why my kids never got it? If anybody, what if, what if they didn't get it? Because I ain't get it. Girl, I don't know, but I heard you supposed to get that shit. I'm trying to think of Maya. Y'all, got it. I don't think Maya me, got y'all, it. Y'all, okay, y'all, answer the question. In are the people, Discord, are the people still getting chicken pox? Are the kids still getting chicken pox nowadays? Yeah, because I just hadn't heard it, and I don't even remember Sierra and them talking about their friends having it when they were growing up. Man, and probably not because we got shit like the monkeypox. Yes. Okay. So speaking of the monkeypox. <laughs> New York governor declares state emergency disaster over monkeypox outbreak. So that shit getting worse. It says New York governor issued an ex an executive order declaring the rapidly spreading monkeypox outbreak a state disaster emergency. The executive order was announced Friday night after health officials confirmed there were nearly 1400 reported cases of the disease statewide. It says more than one in four monkeypox cases in this country are in New York state. And we need to utilize every tool in our arsenal as we respond. Now I'm going to tell you one thing. This sound crazy. It almost sounds like one old boy on color purpose says she got that nasty woman's disease. <laughs> now, I don't know if this, this is just a rumor, but I did hear them trying to say that the gay people are making it spread faster. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> it's kind of like how they were saying with AIDS, which I mean, I don't want to just put that out there, especially if that's not true. And when I think of what they probably trying to say with gay people is like, they trying to say gay people are tend to have sex more or faster or some shit like that. I don't know, but okay. So this is what they look like. Girl. Look at I these. Told you I did not w- just look. Ooh, uh, okay. That's what I'm saying. I ain't even close. I'm and saying, I saw that person. Um, yes. I don't want to see nothing else. I'm telling you not. I don't want this shit. Now, I seen this one dude. It looked kind of sensible. But some of these pictures, man, this shit looks disgusting. Now, now we already now, have to deal with COVID. Okay, so we don't really know the story behind the monkeypox. Nah, I don't know it to, to give it off. Maybe somebody in our Discord to give it off. Oh, child. Yeah, this I shit. I cannot. This shit looks bad. I don't bad. even see how you can sit there and just look at stuff like that. Nah, babe, I know you ain't talking the way you be looking at them surgery videos. Oh, oh but yeah, so it's, it's like. just some stuff I can't look at. Yeah. Like today when you was trying to watch, what's that man that like to go to them different countries and eat all that bullshit? Uh, yeah, the best review show ever on YouTube. Yeah, like that stuff when he was, when they killed that goat and they stuck their hand blood. in there and cupped that blood and was trying to drink it and eating the yeah, that was organs. Big, yeah. I can't, I can't do that. That was just like an that. extreme show. That was an extreme you show. See, I'm just saying, it's like yeah. I can't do that and looking at stuff like that, I just can't. And that's how I knew I didn't want to be a doctor. Remember, I told you I used yeah. to want to be a doctor, but it's certain stuff that just turned my freaking stomach yeah i'm gonna tell you now that monkey pox that shit is nothing that i want to deal with um all right so now moving on to the next thing uh it seems like everybody in my family is uh now trying to be a influencer now mm-hmm. it's that, just they they said you're doing your thing out here you're making it look real easy for the people <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's easy, but if it's if you're passionate about it, you know what I'm saying? I'm just I just like to create. That's why I have so many different 
platforms that I can create in different ways because I can get bored with making vlogs or I can get bored with doing podcasts or reaction videos. But if I can just spread it out and have different ways to express myself, I'm good. But um, yeah, so like yeah, like I mentioned before, my mom, she's actually getting ready to head off to Japan with her husband. Shout out to my mom. They got a YouTube channel. They starting called Jonah and Izell. And um, I guess my mom, you know, from watching my journey throughout the years, she was like, well, shit, I want to see if I can go ahead and do it. I think what really was the game changer is them seeing us do this shit full time. Yeah. They like, I didn't know that it was that type of money that could be in being an influencer. So my mom like, well, maybe we can try to do that on the side and, and bring in extra money. And I guess my mom was just talking about it to different people in my family and so now another one my aunt honey she's ready to she's been wanting to uh get a big platform but she's been wanting it for some of some suspect reasons <laughs> like some of the reasons i'm thinking like maybe to blast the family or some shit like that do something crazy like that and, but and you just can't have that happening <laughs> yeah you don't want to be associated with yeah, that type of stuff because no i know crazy. me i'll be wanting to hide up under a rock be like carla did you hear your uncle so-and-so i'd be like what wouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, and even like any time, notice, babe, anytime we visit other family members, like in Hinesville, Georgia, you will hear, um, they'll be like, oh, shit, like, what, I, what, what do I need to do? Because I want to be an influencer. Yeah. I want to be a YouTuber. So I had Uncle Steve. He was trying to get into it. And then Uncle Tim. Oh, shit. Was I supposed to call him? Damn, I was supposed to call him. But he, now he want to do some YouTube shit. Um, it's like everybody is wanting to do it. So I thought maybe we could talk about like maybe what it takes to what we think it takes to do this shit. Excuse me. Do this shit. Um, if they wanted to maybe full time, I'm so sorry about that. Um, and, um, and what we think is like the pros and cons on that. Um, so first and foremost, I think, um, if you getting into it just for money, um, (laughs) you may really, I don't think it's nothing wrong with with getting into it for money. Like if, if money is your motivation, but I do think that whatever niche you try to focus on, um, it need to be something that you're really interested in. Something that you're willing to do for years for free, um, and not get paid for it if, if, if you have to, cause you can start this shit and you can blow up and you can start making money right away. Or you can start this like me when I first started. Me and, uh, when I first started years ago, I did it for like three years before I even made any money from it. And the, what kept me going is the fact that I was just passionate about creating. Yeah, I think that is um, the thing. I think you do have to be passionate about it, and you have to find different ways to be creative hell yeah because this stuff ain't doing nothing but just changing and changing Mm -hmm. more and more all the time um but my aunt she uh just started doing lives on facebook and she's trying to do um uh like strawberry letter she said it was like strawberry letter where people write in oh like what steve harvinem used to do yeah but she said she's going to attack it like in a sense like how she is in real life like she don't give a fuck she's gonna show her plum the ass so she may who knows what may happen with that yeah but i just thought that was pretty interesting Mm. what you got oh (laughs) 
Y'all, let me tell y'all something funny that happened this week. And I know Nick gonna want to chime in. So, um, one thing that my little workout group, the girls who I be working out with, they don't know a lot of times when I'm working out, I'm working out maybe it may be something that I didn't fucking ate, right? So me and Nick, we had this moment this week where we had to put in some extra steps. Um, was it after we went and got seafood? I don't remember y'all, but me and Nick, we had went to the gym, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm on the gym. We, I mean, I'm on the treadmill. We both on the treadmill having a good time. And I'm listening to music, Nick listening to music, and I started like throwing my hands up like I'm rapping, <laughs> like like just talking shit, right? And Nick don't know what I'm listening to, but she see I'm crunk. She see I'm hype. So she started moving her hand like hyping me up. Y'all tell me why I didn't just showed out. And I'm like dancing all acting crazy. I done pulled myself up on the treadmill and started twerking. <laughs> like y'all, I actually lifted my upper body up. My feet was no longer on the treadmill and I'm twerking. Nick started laughing so hard, which made me laugh because I'm like rapping and I go back to walking on the treadmill. Nick started laughing and she turns around and like motion for me to turn around and it's this little old man <laughs> behind me. Y'all, why was that so funny to me? Now I wouldn't say he was a little old man. I think he was a nice I give him like maybe like a professor at a college. You know what I'm saying? Like he was looking like he probably could handle that ass if he need if he needed to. Oh no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna go ahead and get under your skin with another mush mouth. Let me go ahead and play this for oh, you. Oh Lord. You know we like our mush mouths on the on the show. Here we go. Let's go ahead and get this dude going. <laughs> All right, let go. Eighty percent of women that probably need Assistance when it comes to fem- female hygiene. Ooh, you got and then there's this magnificent, wow. magnificent twenty percent that have no smell. I think I'm part of the two percent because I definitely agree with twenty. 70. Twenty. Uh, no, twenty. I, I'm, I'm narrowing but, it down. But even because I'm at the top of that twenty. And, and those are the keepers. Those are the keepers. Those are like yo, fresh out the like yeah. 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 shower. It was amazing. If I stick, if I could swirl around, it's gonna be a nice thing. Amazing. That's amazing, but mm-hmm. that's not normal. Well, it's normal for me. All right. So, in case you didn't get it, Baby, Nick so Cannon. Petty. <laughs> Why you say <so> petty? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I guess it was just a timing, but <laughs> Nick Cannon. Now, since we got off the topic of Carla twirling her big booty all up in the air in the gym in front of uh, that old white dude. Nick Cannon says he believes 80% of women need help with their feminine hygiene. Your thoughts? My thoughts is because I'm trying to keep it cute and I don't really want to go in on Nick Cannon or the other gentlemen. You know, I feel like the celebrities them they look click that they be in i feel like all of them um go for the same women some of the same racially ambiguous women mm-hmm. and 
all of them are fucking them using unprotected sex. Nick Cannon didn't have how many kids? A plethora. And he's sticking his dick in all of these women. So what is he trying to see? Who pH balance measure up with his testosterone or something? Because he's part of the problem. That's what I feel. I feel like he's part of the problem. Mm -hmm. And if he around here having unprotected sex and they all around here fucking the same women... They the ones who messing up their fucking pH balance. Yeah. So I feel like it's bullshit for him to say something like that yeah. when he's out here being irresponsible, having unprotected sex the way that he's having it. Yeah, in my opinion, it's already a lot to deal with. Like as a woman, we're dealing with these vaginas, dealing with our time of the month ph balance may be off or some shit like that just all type of things that we have to deal with pregnancies giving birth all that and then for him to just come up and just be like you know what 80 percent of women they coochie stink that's pretty much what he's saying right but the thing is i feel like guys they feel like they learn a few little details about a woman Mm -hmm. and they feel like they got it down pat and that they got a place to speak on it right but see my thing is we don't even know anything about him. We don't know if he's circumcised. We don't know how well he cleaned himself. We don't know if he's taking a bath before he go and run up in somebody else. You know, it's like you got all of this stuff that's going on. And I just think it is fucked up for him to say something like that when he around here fucking all these multiple women. Yep. And that's again. Like- but then sometimes I think. Sometimes I think Nick Cannon, he do certain shit to put his name in the spotlight. Because I just realized something the other day um, when I did pick my phone up. Something about he engaged now. So I be wondering, like, do he say some bullshit because he need his name? You know, like, he need the bells to start ringing around his name. But I just think that that's very insensitive to say. Yeah, because even with his baby mamas, he's pretty much saying that 80 majority of them baby mamas they shit stink well you know what who ain't got to worry about it the fucking black women who a lot of them don't like the fuck how about that how about how about they ain't talking about us how about that i'm just gonna keep it real they ain't talking about us but that's what i be saying again with these mush mouth woke type of Man, even Omar round, we seen his stinking ass on stage with his brother. He had it again, y'all. Him on stage and his with his brother. brother with the shirt off. Grinding. They both grinding on one woman. So I'm like, damn, you asked this question too. You was like, damn, does this mean that they be fucking women together? Yeah, it just seemed weird it to me. It seems weird. I could never even imagine so maybe me some- and my sister being like with another person or even just being in that mood like a sexual mood and being around one person like it just feels weird to me you know maybe something weird was going on with that little boy group he was in no i definitely think so so. because something ain't right because i think when you probably been exposed to some shit like that as a kid um it unlocks some shit in your brain like like with r kelly like for him to be able to do some of the nasty shit that he's done, something was unlocked in his brain. It's certain things that I can't even think about, can't even fathom because it's just a lot on my brain that won't allow me to go there. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I have a, fr- a pretty weird brain. Like I've, I've 
thought about some crazy things. I've seen some crazy things, but it's just certain things that I just can't imagine. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I don't know with Omarion. He's, he's definitely a peculiar. Now I know he's a Scorpio, but now I know y'all Scorpios can be well, freaks, but what's Nick Cannon? Do you know? I don't know what the is? fuck he is. I can look him up while we to pop his gums a lot. Nick Cannon is fucking annoying. He's be doing all he's a mush mouth um let's see here um kevin gates is a mush mouth uh who else mush mouth um i'm gonna go ahead and get oh it said nick cannon is a libra <laughs> Hold up. not a line libra <laughs> a well that's what they say they call them line libras <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah he's he's one of them libras just popping this little shit but um okay and i hate to to segue into this kind of thing that i've been wanting to talk about since we kind of talked about omarion and his brother and shit but i did kind of want to bring up some family stuff just a little bit um i decided to kind of put a little later into the the episode because it ain't nothing that i really just i don't know i don't know how i feel about it but i'm gonna go ahead and open up kind of talk about it so recently um I have gotten in touch with my little sister. Now, when I say my little sister, some of y'all are like, okay. A lot of y'all know about my little sister on my mom's side. But I actually also have a little sister on my dad's side. As a matter of fact, on my dad's side, he had, let's see, one, two, three, four boys and one girl. And um, so there's five siblings on my dad's side. And the uh, the one who reached, well, the one who she sent me a Facebook firm request, and then like eventually, like that, I'm gonna be real. That Facebook firm request from a few of them have been kind of sitting in my Facebook for a minute because I didn't really want to accept it because you know I hadn't really communicated with them ever since we stopped talking when um, my dad found out about me being. Uh, lesbian and his initial reaction was to throw the pretty much throw the bible in my face and tell me how it's wrong and then all I could think about especially at that age was the hypocrisy the hypocrisy that I felt like I witnessed you know growing up and as a kid and even some of the things that I've just witnessed with him and my mom and all that shit and you know I really feel like no one really had a place to tell me that my lifestyle was wrong, you know, because we all live in our life and no one is perfect. And I've seen the imperfection everywhere. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. So my little sister, she reached out and, um, we have not talked on the phone. We just kind of like just did text messaging or whatever, just like a lot of small talk trying to catch up. And it's like, I really don't know where, where this is, where this is going to go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what to expect as far as. <sighs> Is it because y'all PK kids? I'm not a PK kid. <laughs> like, she's a PK I kid. I love saying that just messing with you. when you say PK, you, she's meaning a preacher's kid. I'm not a preacher's kid. And that's mainly because a preacher's kid is typically what? Like, a kid who grew up with their parents. I'm saying in the home that was a preacher. Mm-hmm. Like when I, anytime I was around my dad, he, at first he wasn't even in church. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then when I kind of left and went off to college, 
you know, I've seen him even more getting into church or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as him preaching, that didn't really happen until later in my life. I wasn't even talking to him then. But um, but is he a preacher? I think he does some preaching. I really don't know. I really oh, don't know. Okay. It's like even with me and him, like, <laughs> so when me and my little sister, when we kind of caught up, she was just saying like, hey, dad really wants to... um give you his number he no he wants you to like call him and blah blah or reach out to him or he want to get his number something give you his number and um and I was just like I mean that's fine you know what I'm saying like he sent the text message saying like tell shell like I got the same cell phone number since she was uh I think 16 years old some shit like that I'm like I don't remember his phone number because I don't have you know what I'm I don't have the same numbers you know I done switched cell phones lost cell phones and all that shit. I've been wondering why older people always feel like you have to reach out to them. Like why can't they make the initial thing to try to reach out or is it one of those things kind of like well I know I ain't really been there so if you if you are open to having the relationship reach out to me do you think that's what it is? Um, I really don't know, but <clears throat> I really don't like that. I don't like <laughs> when I don't know if I feel like they trying to sun me or I don't know what it is. I don't like when older people try to be like, um, tell her to call me. It's like, I really don't have nothing to say to you. So, okay. So when, when, um, she, <clears throat> she was like, Hey, Shell, I just want to let you know, but please don't get mad at me or don't ghost me or nothing like that. But, um, I want to give you, um, I want to, he wanted to know if I can give you or give him something, give the phone number. Did she give him my phone number or what? Or she, no, she gave me his phone number. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's like, there's nothing like with me and my little sister, or me and my siblings, period. I have nothing against them. You know what I'm saying? It's just our lifestyles are so different. Me, I live because of my lifestyle. I have more of an open mind. I'm less judgmental. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though I disagree with, I may, I'm going to say I disagree. Even though I may disagree with some of the things that maybe people, religious people, I'm not, when I say religious, I mean, it can be Christians, Muslims, whatever. You know what I mean? I, that doesn't mean that I feel like it's my place to judge them or say that you're living wrong because you shouldn't be living under, you know, a book that's telling, you know, anything, anything, any way you can take it. Mm -hmm. I I just have an open mind. I don't judge. And, um, but so because I'm like that, I can be around anyone. But when you live a lifestyle where, it tells you that it, it's fear-based and it tells you, oh, if you do this, you're going to hell. Oh, if you do this, you're going to be tortured for an eternity. You know, all that fear-based shit. Mm-hmm. It's like when you look at other people, whether it's your family or not, then, you know what I'm saying? You feel obligated to tell them like, oh, what you're doing is wrong. So it's like, I just made the decision to kind of live my life, my open lifestyle which I actually became very spiritual in my relationship with my higher power, with, you know, my situation is just so strong. Like the faith is, is strong, everything. But, um, 
it's like, I don't, I don't know their setup. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how churchy they are. I don't know how, like what's been passed down to, to them. You know what I'm saying? As far as their mindset. And so I guess that will be like based on, I mean, the relationship or building a relationship with them. You know what I'm saying? I always said that I'm going to just go off and live my life. And if they're interested in having a relationship when they become adults, because at the time they were younger, they were young as hell. Um, I said, I'll be there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know you said you <laughs> wanted to stay away because you didn't want it to seem as though, um, you know, if for, God forbid they became gay, you didn't want to get blamed. Yeah, why you say God forbid though? No, I'm just saying. I'm just thinking because I think that's something that a lot of us do because I've done it Mm -hmm. in my family. And I don't know Mm -hmm. why we, I guess because if somebody in your family don't agree with your lifestyle, it's kind of like you remove yourself (laughs) from it Mm -hmm. so that that can be one less thing you have to deal with yeah because i've done that too like i don't need her saying i'm influencing her child or anything like that yeah so it's like but and you also don't know like if there's been any conversations or what does she know about you yeah because it did kind of throw me off think about the relationship with you and your dad it's like you don't know if any of those conversations been had and then i guess in that part that would be me having the conversation with her but it's like i'm just i don't i don't know what words to use where it don't come off too uh raunchy but i'm just not interested in having that that vulnerable conversation We want to thank today's sponsor, Working for a Better You Career and Counseling Services. Over the years of working with a diverse group of individuals in social services and vocational rehabilitation, Working for a Better You Career and Counseling Services have developed strategies to help clients aging from 16 years and older live a more fulfilling life. This business is designed to assist with psychotherapy and career development services for clients who are dealing with mental distress or seeking to thrive in life with purpose and finding a fulfilling career. They provide interview coaching, resume revitalization, career path exploration, and advice on how to tackle challenging work environment situations. If you're stuck in a position that is negatively affecting your mental health, then they want to help. If you're interested in getting more information on this amazing opportunity to work with licensed clinical social worker, certified rehabilitation counselor, and certified vocational evaluation specialist, Rashawn Thomas and her team, then click the link in our description. That's www.workingforabetteryou.com. You will also find this information in the podcast section of our Discord. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to be interested in having that vulnerable conversation, but um, I don't know. Okay, let me ask you this. Are you, because I know me, when it come down to people in my family, um, say for instance, if it was somebody on my dad's side, because you know, I don't fuck with him, um, I wouldn't want to have a relationship because I'd be like, I don't need these motherfuckers asking me for nothing. You know, but that's me. That's oh, how damn. I am. <laughs> so... But it seems like you're still open to 
having some type of relationship i'm open yes to a certain extent um but you already know how i am it's like i value my freedom i value not having to answer to any fucking body that's why i work for myself you know what i'm saying because i since a child can't stand authority i can't stand not saying i don't know how to follow the rules but i don't like people telling me how to live i don't like people telling me what to do anything i've always been like that so even you know like even my mom thank god and it's what's so interesting is my dad's side of the family they're very very church based they're very like much into the church Mm -hmm. and it seems like maybe a lot of the judgment comes from them but my my saint i mean not my saint louis family but my my mom's side of the family they don't they're not into the church like that they mm-hmm. just live their life they have their spiritual relationship with their higher selves and they are the least fucking judgmental out of the two yeah you know what i'm saying like i don't have like my all my aunts like i can go around them i feel comfortable i don't feel like i have to dress a certain way or look a certain way or sound a certain way it's like they freaking even my grandma you know what I'm saying? Usually you would think grandmas, like them older generations, they would be, you know, churchy and very judgmental. My grandma is a fuck. My grandma freaking watches shit like P Valley and, um, <laughs> which we're going to talk about that too. But and P- that other the freaky sister, show. The yes. other sister show. Yes. It's like, I just don't get how the, the one, the, the side of the family that doesn't go to church that, you know, doesn't, get into all that extra religion shit they are just they so just, easy going they they live they their lives. live life and they don't worry about nobody else what they got very, going on because yes. they trying to figure life out for themselves it's not complicated it's like but even my sister so we moved down my little when i say my little sister i'm talking about the one now on my mom's side no remember with growing up it was my mom it was me and it was my little sister Maya. And when we went to Hinesville, that's when we got introduced in the church. So like meaning we were not born into going to church. Mm-hmm. We were not that was not a part of us until we until shit, I was like, I don't know, like a preteen maybe. Mm-hmm. And then but Maya, she was younger than me. And three years younger than me. Mm-hmm. So if I was like 12, 13, Maya was, you know, not, nine. yeah, about nine, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, maybe that shit got into her a little deeper because ever, ever since we moved away from Hinesville and kind of got out of the church thing, it's like Maya stuck with it. And now she reminds me a lot of them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which <clears throat> I don't, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with them living in their um religion and you know following those doctrines and shit and i can kind of understand it you know what i'm saying because again it's very fear based Mm -hmm. so if you thinking if i condone this or if i celebrate this or if i accept this i'm I'm part of the scene and i'm gonna go to a fire like if you think some (laughs) scary shit like that i can see why you feel obligated to live by it you know what i'm saying yeah but then if that's the case I, I don't know. I guess I also, if they can't understand that, then they should be able to understand that they're not supposed to be passing judgment. Yeah, but we already it's like know. They pick and choose. They pick and choose. Which one they want to <laughs> drive home. And it's like, you can't do that. Yep. 
it's like some of them are more acceptable of I guess other sins which in my eyes I don't see my lifestyle as a sin you know what I'm saying even though you have some people that be like oh it's all sins one is no greater Girl, than the other we're I don't all see my, sinners I don't yeah in that case but yeah. I don't see me as a sinner I don't see my lifestyle as a sin because I don't have those beliefs I don't get caught up in that stuff yeah but it did take a little um work to get kind of to work out of that brainwashing because it was a brainwashing it was we, because even i think you say even your mom yeah. um you know she had things that she struggled with yeah and you would try to talk to her or y'all would have certain conversations mm -hmm. and i love when y'all have those conversations where you know, she had her mind where she was really brainwashed and then y'all could still have open conversations yep. and then she'll be like, you know, something that don't make sense. Exactly. But even how you said your mom, when she was in church, she asked a certain question. She, My mom was a type to ask questions mm -hmm. and it got they got to a point where they were just not able to answer her questions. And again, like we were not raised in this shit. My mom moved down to Hinesville and then we got into it. And that's when the brainwashing began. That's when they start adding a lot of that fear-based stuff inside of us and you know my mom she was going with it for a minute like she actually started to look like them and everything I was starting to look like them I was starting to look like them and everything dress like them and everything but again my mom thank god that she have her own mind to ask questions you know what I'm saying and uh like she loved going to bible studies and stuff like that so she's still very much into like you know the thought of jesus christ and all that like christian base but it's not so strict where she can't think for herself mm -hmm. and i really appreciate that and she has a very open mind and um but um as far as my dad i did want to tell you that i did actually reach out and the reason why i reached out was because i remember it made me think about um a reaction that we did on our channel when i was talking about the importance of forgiveness and I was saying how I forgive my dad and I love my dad. I just love him from a distance. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it works for me. I'm able to live my life, breathe, not have to worry about nobody talking about the Bible or, you know, tell, looking at me and maybe having their thoughts and judgments in the back of their head because of their own, you know, the way they think or whatever. But I was like, okay, well, if you say you forgive him, then why, why does, what is this feeling? Do you, I'm doing shadow work. That's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm good. Like I, I'm good. Like I, I, I'm cool with him. I don't have no, no hard feelings. So I reached out and I was like, Hey, this is shell. I hope all is well with you. Here's my new number. I said, lock me in and I have yours. And then he was just like, Hey, you know, just doing like a lot of, them. Hey, yeah. Shelly boo. Yeah. He ain't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, just really, I could tell that he just, as always, he missed me and he loves me and all that good stuff. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, so it was a good, it was a nice brief conversation. I even joked him. I was like, Hey, do you have an iPhone? Blah, blah. He was like, what am I doing too much? Cause it's just the iPhone. Like they, when they, they like, can like your message, but when they like, or... it says emphasized and then it re rereads my yeah. re, uh, type, my message. Uh -huh. But, um, yeah. Now, as far as my little sister, <laughs> I, I don't know how that's going to play out. You know? Um, I, and again, she was raised in a house with all boys and her mom. So it's like, maybe she, I don't know if she was desiring maybe to have one of them big sisters that can, you know, do a makeup and shit like that. And I'm damn near half a damn boy over here. 
Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I'm so like, it's like, you know, I, even though I'm very in touch with my femininity, it's like I'm, I got a lot of masculinity in me too. Mm. But it's just the way I was brought up. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Even with my mom. My mama ain't the most feminine thing out there herself. <laughs> you know. But, um, yeah, I don't know how that's going to play out. I really don't. I don't. Well, you, you'll you be able to keep the people updated. I tell you what. I tell you that. Uh, I don't know. I might. Yeah. If I do, I may bring it up again on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if. Yeah, it's like we share our life so much i'm pretty sure if it was going good i'm pretty sure if it was nothing being said i'm pretty sure you're shared okay so um all right so now we did say that we were going to talk about uh p valley we said we were going to finally talk about p valley and our thoughts on it and it's mainly because y'all know we're not me and my wife we're not the type to just hop on tv shows as soon as they come out so we've heard people talking about p valley this p valley that and then when i was in arkansas my mama (laughs) she was sitting up you know like she was like oh yes girl i gotta watch my p valley yes i gotta watch my p valley (laughs) and i'm like girl how my mama watching this shit before me so i'm in the bedroom in my mom's bedroom why she turns p valley on and i'm working on some stuff on my ipad and she's playing season two episode six so this is the same episode when big teak yes i know their names now y'all that's how much i'm into it now committed suicide but if you really pay remember that episode and how it started off that episode started off very sexual you know i'm saying damn near porn so it was so cringe. I actually had to eventually leave because After mama room. Yes. Cause I felt uncomfortable. I was like, I don't want to watch these sexual scenes with my mama. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, but, but I took a mental note and I was like, you know what? I don't want to watch this shit with my mom, but I tell you who I do want to watch it with. Like, man, I'm going to, we're going to check this show out. Boy. Yeah, she's up with some. Yeah, I think we're going to have to go on watch we're this P Valley. P Valley, boy. <laughs> yes, but I could not watch that shit with my mom. I mean, P Valley ain't super sexual. I wouldn't want to watch that with my daughter. But I wouldn't want to watch that with my mama. Yeah. Or any family member. Yeah. So, yes. But, okay, so when when, when I made it home, we have been able to binge watch P Valley all the way up to the latest episode, which is season two, episode seven. And we want to tell you our thoughts on P Valley, babe, your thoughts. <laughs> Look y'all at first I had told Nick, I said, I don't know if I want us to talk about it or not. But then Nick said, no, we're going to go on and talk about it. Now are we going in detail? <clears throat> yeah. Mainly just focusing on season uh i mean episode seven the latest episode well but we I, can also I, talk about the full thing okay so um i actually um enjoy p valley i got to the point i was singing the little song when it come on <laughs> nick be trying to fast <laughs> you remember the song down in, in the, the valley, valley where the girls get, get naked <laughs> was it one two break them or some shit like that yes so um i really liked it um i think that they have some 
like one of my um friends said they really touched on a lot of topics in p valley that i feel like could have went over some people's head but i enjoyed the actors i enjoyed the roles that they played it's, it was just so much it was kind of like that power punch in your mouth when you're eating something real good yeah. it gave me everything that i needed yeah and just again to reiterate what your friend said uh, i was hitting yeah every think, topic like yeah by, um ptsd suicide uh black men being locked up with uh young moms abortion um gay down low men yeah uh lesbian even lesbian sex threesomes prostitution yeah covid pro-choice yeah it was like so much stuff every literally like everything yeah uh drugs the the um what is it the fatalene the um the fentanyl fentanyl, yes overdose yes so it was like it was just a lot it, and i could just appreciate it just childhood trauma it was just it was a lot and can we just really appreciate the strippers like when i Man. before i watched the show i knew it had something to do with strippers but baby i did not know them strippers was gonna be moving like that especially in a little mississippi town i was not expecting it yeah i didn't go and actually do research on the show but i was like you i was like now are these some real strippers you know i was like because they giving real stripper i was like and i love a bitch that can work the pole honey a bitch that can work the pole could take all my money (laughs) i didn't came in the club with i love a bitch that can work the pole so they was giving you know Okay, so what about that sex scene with Big Teak and Lil' Murder? Honey. I first off, Oof. I was I was nervous. I don't know if you remember, I was nervous. I said this scene is making me nervous. Uh-huh. And the reason it was making me nervous because I did not know I felt like I was like have they been intimate before I was like but what if he tried to be intimate with him and and it get ugly that was my thing at Uh first I was like what if he have a moment where he like want to do some feminine shit and old boy be like do what the fuck you doing so it was like the scene had me so tense y'all in my heart I was like oh my god I don't know what's gonna happen I was actually saying that as I'm watching it and you know me I try to be very mature when watching these scenes but when it comes to the butt play all I can think about is big teeth been walking around with his big butt all day and then he goes in sweaty you know he gets worked up he's really aggressive and all that <laughs> and then he bends over and open them cheeks and i was like the room had to smell like butt but dussy now I'm, i mean I'm, i try to be mature about that but i cannot help but to think about yes. the smells in the rooms because i like to some of y'all don't know some of y'all do know She's i like to very smell mental I, but i like to smell everything yes so you know what i'm saying i'm and thinking taste. about damn carl what you do it's <laughs> like good. that's just the type of person you are i don't know i don't like to taste everything now but you will now, this conversation can flip real quick now girl come on okay talking. Right. <laughs> but um and then the suicide 
Now the suicide, I felt, um, I didn't get that emotional and it's mainly because my mama ruined it for me. Cause she kind of told the show she can't hold water, but I did think it was a very emotional, um, episode. I really hate that big cheek had to kill himself in front of La murder like that, but La murder wouldn't let up. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, I know I've always said, um, for the people that are strong enough to be there for, um, people that are you know really struggling with different traumas in their life when they're having their lowest lows I am not that person it's like I me I um tend to carry on the weight of people Mm -hmm. and um because I like to keep my energy up it would really drain it would drain me and it would put me in a place I don't like to be in. Mm-hmm. So I try to steer away from those type of people because I've been depressed before. So I don't feel like I am a good support system for somebody like that because I've been there. Yeah. Now, when it comes to sharing my story, I can do that all day long, but being that person to pull you out that hole, I cannot me. I cannot. What you physically, saying you may go in the hole with them. No, I just know that I can't physically do it. I'm not that person that can do it because I'm constantly trying to keep my energy up. I don't have the strength to do it for somebody else. Yeah. And it's interesting. I always say that emotions, they are like waves. It's like they come and go, they up and down. And it's very important not to get sucked into that up and down motion. So, but every now and then can do it easier than others. But what I'm saying is every now and then, I will experience depression mm-hmm. even now, like even now in these days I have moments and I have to be like, what's going on? Like, is it my hormones? What is it? But I don't get caught up in it. Cause I know that it's just going to go away eventually, you know, I'll, or I'll do things to bring me out of it. But I was, it was one time I told Carl, I was like the way I'm feeling right now, like this depressed feeling, which I know is going to go away. I could not imagine feeling like this 24 seven. Yeah. You know, people who like chronically depressed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always that feeling. It's actually like <sighs> when you say waves, it just made me think about if you've ever been in a wave and you actually get hit with that wave. Oof. Some people get down and they stay down. Yeah. Because I remember being there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I remember being in that moment where I was contemplating my life and just, you know, it's, it's really sad. And that's how come I say, because I've been there, I can't be that support system. Mm. But I can only imagine um, either the strength that that person have to have or the strain that it puts on that type of person. But I still salute the people that are able to be there. So yeah. like how mm-hmm. little murder was trying to be like, no nah, man, you yeah. know, trying to get him to see the brighter side. And even though he kept trying to get him to see that brighter side, it's like, he was still doing things. So remember he was talking to him earlier and he was like doing the thing like, dude, like, you know, we, we about to make this paper. We about to do mm-hmm. this. And like, when he went back to that house, it was almost like he was, it was like the wave was just pulling them. Yeah. And even when LaMurda came and got him out, it was like, he was still like, shit, this it, you know, he like, shit, nigga, where you want me to take you to? He like, no, nah, like I'm finna sit here. I'm finna ride this out with you because he feel like 
I'm your friend. I'm your boy. Like, I supposed to be there. But, man. But you got to be careful with motherfuckers like that. Because say he was real, real fucked up in the head and he wanted to take little Murder out with him. I don't, well, I, I don't can't, think he would have did that, but well, you have some I can't, people. I can't say what somebody will yeah. and won't do. Usually it's the person wanting the pain that they're feeling to in stop. that moment to stop. Because yeah. like I said, it's like you almost feel like you are a burden, you know, for other people. And mm-hmm. you feel like if I can just remove that burden, but then you'll have that moment of, okay, I know my people are going to be sad. This is not really what I want to do. But then you have some people that feel like that's the best thing to do, yeah. you know? So, but <laughs> I mean, we the world may never know, but you can't help but to wonder, did the pain stop? You know what I'm saying? Or did his consciousness, I always had a thought that like, what frequency you're vibrating in like if you die like if you commit suicide you didn't really learn anything so you're kind of stuck with it with okay so i think my thought process is when you there are different levels to the shit as far as dimensions or uh like it like say for example people who astral project people who leave their bodies which there are people that like that who leave their bodies um, either during sleep or meditation and they go off into different dimensions or different just levels in the. Um, um, I always wonder if. Um, so, my, OK, I'm trying to get my thoughts together. So when you ask your projector, when you leave your body, you go off into a dimension that matches your frequency. So if you're at a lower, like if you're in depression or some shit like that, you're going to go in like lower vibrational dimensions with like a lot of demons or a lot of just like lower vibrational things. Mm -hmm. But if you're vibrating high, when you leave your body, you go off into higher vibration, vibrational areas. You may see a lot of maybe angels or just like higher vibrational beings or entities. So I can't help but to wonder if that is the case, which there have been a lot of metaphysical teachers who speak on this, a lot of metaphysical teachers who um, have done either um, quantum physics hypnosis or had dealt with people who had near death experiences and people who tend to vibrate lower have lower vibrational experiences and people who vibrate high the vice versa. So I can't help but to wonder if people who are suicidal or depressed if they commit suicide if they really do go into like an eternal hell you know what i'm saying um i would think it may be different so just say for instance um some people see it as because i've heard people say they have that moment where they feel like they're free they're not going to have the lower the lower lows right Mm -hmm. so i would think like if they feel free then maybe not but if you have somebody who is probably crying and depressed and that's where their mind is then yes i can see that happening so you're saying like maybe if you have someone and this is just us kind of having a conversation like we're we know that we're probably nowhere near right or wrong we're just having a conversation so are you saying that you think maybe someone who believes that if they end it, then they will have freedom. Then yeah, maybe it's like more in their heart, in their heart, they're like, I don't want to put my people through this. 
I won't have to go through this anymore. And it's almost like a freeing experience. Yeah. So I think for them, they're not stuck. Yeah, because you know what? It was this other girl. I don't She was a... Uh, she had remember she won like I think Miss America or something like that. Yeah, and that's that's who I was actually <laughs> she was, thinking about. She was sad all the time, and it's like she had a very happy life. Like she, she grew up in money. Um, she was like a was she black, black or racially so, yeah. ambiguous? She was yeah. just a very pretty young lady. Um, she had beautiful mom. She had a beautiful life. She was winning awards. She was you know growing just as an influencer everything but she said it was the depression it just stuck with her she always felt fucking depressed yeah that feeling that i said i could not imagine feeling 24 7 yeah and um she wrote a, 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 a suicide letter to her mom you know what i'm saying like saying like mom it's not your fault because her and her mom had a very close relationship her mom actually knew that she struggled with depression and her mom tried to stick around her because she wanted to remind her of how happy life is. Similar to LaMurda. LaMurda wanted to be that person mm-hmm. for a uh, big T. Yeah. But one day she, I guess it was just, she was just ready to just end it. You know what I'm saying? Because she was just like, it's too much. I'm a burden. I don't want to be, feel like I'm a burden to my mom. She was I having that be, lower low. Yes. So she did commit suicide i think she jumped off a building or something Mm -hmm. so you said maybe somebody like her maybe she believes that when i do this no it's like in her mind at that moment she was thinking i'm gonna be free of this yeah i'm not gonna have to deal with this anymore yeah and it's like we'll never know but you know sometimes you wonder like did they really get free of it or are they in eternity dealing with that shit because sometimes i wonder if we you know live these physical these temporary human experiences to learn different lessons or to try to graduate from certain things that maybe we've dealt with yeah i don't know yeah but you know just then when (laughs) um we was just talking about it i was thinking about what we read in um the abraham book abraham hicks book and it was saying like don't don't try to understand that don't try because to understand you'll never right. understand it yeah and then sometimes you can get so caught up in trying to understand someone's um experience their human experience whether it's good or bad a lot of times dwelling on the negative it can actually bring you down to yeah. negative you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying so it we read in a book by uh, abraham hicks or esther hicks you know that it's important just to mind your fucking business yeah you know what i'm saying yeah and like um like abraham said you don't worry about getting don't worry about that because you will never understand Mm -hmm. it's like it's somebody else's life and we can sit here and think this think all of these thoughts but we would never have a full understanding of it so it's almost like a waste of a waste of time some people yeah okay so um with p valley so episode seven we now we do have to talk about this sex scene between lamurda okay so this is the sex scene when lamurda after he made it back cliff and uncle yeah and uncle (laughs) cliff all right so (laughs) i guess i'll start off since i usually have you start off I'm sorry. I only can think of that one line. What line? Fill me, me up, up nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. I'm sorry, but y'all, that was cringe for me. 
That sex scene was cringe. I think somebody was like, oh, it was just beautiful and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I had like, I almost felt like I was a little kid in a room watching some inappropriate shit. I and had I put, wasn't supposed to yes, be. Yes, I low-key had my eye, my hands over my eyes. But, but what did you think about the sex scene? Um, <laughs> I was the same way. I was kind of like, whoa, this is a lot. And I guess for those, <laughs> oh, I guess these are spoiler alerts. Maybe I should have said that before we talked about P Valley, but hopefully they know not to keep listening. If um, you know what I'm saying. If we say season this, we're about to discuss this. Yes, but okay. So ah oh, man, you know, just having a little murder, like you know, fill me up, nigga. So this was the scene where Uncle Clifford he put his anaconda because in my mind uncle big uncle cliff got an anaconda he ain't got no uh, little bit of thing thing that's a big dude and like you said how he was laid up <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry what did he call the murder Remember uh little homicide <laughs> yeah definitely was giving a little homicide on that uh scene did you see when uncle clifford like after they made had sex, um, and Uncle Clifford tried to be cuddled in little homicide's arm, like tried to get in that little fetal position. Yes, how big his head looked compared to little homicide. Yes, that shit. I was like, <laughs> Uncle Clifford is a big dude, honey. But the picture Coco sent with um with little murder being pregnant, I was over that. <laughs> yeah, they had a meme of little murder being pregnant. But I was just like, man, I know y'all probably appreciated that scene and y'all probably saw it as romantic. That shit was cringe as hell to me. I I think the scene that I liked the most was when um Lamurda came back and um Uncle Clifford was hiding behind the door. Yeah. And um Cliff knew. I, I mean Lamurda knew Cliff was behind the door. Okay. That was like a <laughs> little emotional scene for me. But let me challenge myself real quick. Because now I'm going to do a little shadow work. Okay, Nick. And this is me. Why do you think the sex scene between Uncle Clifford and Lil Murda was cringe? And I think I know why. It's because usually when we see gay scenes or sex scenes, we're seeing them usually between people who are physically fit or people who look the part you know what i'm saying because we're so we're so used to what the media shows us to what's acceptable or not so to see i guess an overweight black dude you know what i'm saying um you know you can see his booty his cellulite all that stuff um and then him sliding into uncle clifford's uh i mean uh lamurda's you know situation i think and then who also looks like just a regular ass you know, big belly, black. He looked like he could be one of my uncles or some shit or cousins or something. Mm-hmm. I guess it was like, because maybe because I wasn't used to seeing that shit. That's I just said I it think. was cringe. Yeah. But if it was, let's say if it was two six pack having men, you know what I'm saying? Like very attractive looking men. Would it have still been cringe for me? I think it still would have been cringe. I don't I, think it would have been as cringe. Yeah, I think it's still... So, like if it was Noah's Ark. You remember that show Noah's Ark? Barely. The dude with the little braids and then you had a little feminine dude. If it was them two and I saw them doing it, I probably wouldn't have been as cringed out. 
I wouldn't have been as cringed out. Because so they, you think just because Uncle Cliff was bigger than um because Uncle Clifford had damn near looked like he remind me of Medea sometimes you know like Tyler Perry mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yes I think it's because the way they look but I can appreciate them putting more people like that on screen mm-hmm. so it's it's more comfortable and, and I, maybe I get used to seeing shit like that but I think it's because they're not um attractive in that like way that i'm used to seeing gay men have sex yeah i just think it's because it's something that we're not used i know i've never been around it it's not something that i've seen you see what i'm saying it's not something that you see but me i've watched plenty of porn i've seen plenty of sex scenes between men you know what i'm saying i've never been that cringed out yeah but when i seen uncle clifford and uh oh boy i was cringed the fuck out and I was wondering why, and that's why. I think that's why. Hmm. Just being completely honest. It's kind of like if I watched a sex scene between me at my size that I am right now, like maybe in my younger days when I was all fit and shit like that, and maybe I seen me like do a sex scene, I'd be like, what the fuck? Why is this on TV? You know what I'm saying? I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. Well, this is you having your moment. Yeah, you that's what are, shadow work looks yeah. like. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You can't just let yourself slide sometimes. Yeah, and then okay, and then also, I guess the last part I wanted to talk about on that episode was, uh, what are your thoughts on Haley? You know, the uh, light skinned girl giving Miss Mississippi uh, that cell phone, trying to be her, uh, you know, her hero maybe. Yeah, uh, well, Haley in general, I just don't know how to feel about her. It's like sometimes I sometimes she cool and then other times I feel like I can't trust her and then it's like in this situation she making me feel like she really want to be there for her but I don't know if she need to use her for something later on in the future (laughs) so it's just like I don't know it's like I do think that she sees herself in her situation and um she's letting her know how bad it can get if she keeps staying in that situation but um Keyshawn, she knows she in a fucked up situation. When that child um got pulled out the socket, she know her situation is fucked up. That's why she was trying to leave. Now she do feel stuck. Um, so it's like I can appreciate Haley for trying to do that. I just Haley just make me sigh at her sometimes. Yeah, but yeah, with that Miss Mississippi, it's like it just reminds you that you can't really try to save people before they ready to be saved. Mm-hmm. Like really people got to save themselves. Yeah. You got to become your own superhero in your story. So yeah. nobody can really save her, but her, but who knows that cell phone may help her later down the line. Maybe she'll be ready to leave, but I hate to do all that work to try to save somebody like miss Mississippi. And then she just turn around and go back. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but that's when you have to know, um, your role and um how deep you want to get into it that's why the girls at the club was just like i don't know why she won't leave that's why they not doing too much because they see that she's staying there yeah yeah but okay and i guess we'll finish it off um with like what we were saying with doing shadow work and how important that is um i guess we'll finish it off with talking about uh this person we had to block recently um on our social media (laughs) It's just so, so interesting to me. Um, 
because this is a, a way that I've done shadow work too. But Carla, you first told me that you had to block. No, I told Carla, this is, um, I was working or whatever. And I just uploaded some stories for our people, um, on Instagram and I had to block somebody. And I told Carla, I was like, babe, I had to block somebody. And then she was like, I wonder if it's the same person that I had to block on YouTube. And I was like, okay. So what they said was, they was like, you annoying. It was on the story where I was on there. It was like, you're annoying. They said it for me. So, um, I went off on them. Yes. Proudly went off on them and then just blocked them. But, um, Carly, you said it was the same person. Yeah. I felt like it was the same person because somebody said that on YouTube and like, don't get me wrong. We all have our people. Like we have our moments when somebody say something towards us. It's kind of like Nick would be like, girl, you got you a little hater. Or I tell <laughs> Nick, I'd be like, girl, you got you a little yeah, hater. We always pick I had up. to block one of your little haters today, but I'm just like, so if somebody is irritating you, uh, I don't know. I guess this is part of me where sometimes I get to like where, um, everybody getting on my motherfucking nerves it's like if somebody is bothering you because when something bothers me i don't look at it i remove myself i stop watching it it's just when somebody's really irritate me that's what i do i had a situation like that early i was watching something that was getting on my nerves and i stopped watching it mm-hmm. right so i just feel like you have to take that moment because sometimes i feel like when people feel like oh you irritate me or you're doing this you have to take a moment and be like why does this person irritate you because and I told my daughter this sometimes when people do that it's something that they are envious about but that's some shadow work that they have to do to understand why is it that I don't like this person shining their light yeah because you gotta think about it um it started in the morning Carla she typically mans the comments in the morning and um I guess they left the comment oh Nick I can't stand her she's annoying or something like that and Carla she didn't tell me about her nothing she just blocked them you know what I'm saying or if people say some crazy shit about Carla I'll just block them I mean it's not that deep but I guess they didn't get the response that they wanted so they went to our Instagram to leave that same message in our DM and it even made me think I was like damn like what it's like it's got to be something really about me that they do envy you know what i'm yeah, saying it's to, like you, to put in so much energy right okay but if you're watching me on youtube and you didn't took your time yeah. to find my social media to get alerts when i post shit on here but then you get irritated yeah so uh, <laughs> it actually made me think because i was having a conversation with carla i said there has been times in my past where there would be someone that I watched and maybe it was just something that annoyed me about them. Now I would never go to the extent where I leave a comment or try to hunt them down and be like, look, look, Hey, you get on my fucking nerves. I'm following you all over. Don't you get on my fucking nerves. I never do that dumb like that. But, um, to help me with my shadow work what i did was because it's like even though it was something about them that i couldn't stand or that would annoy me or whatever i would keep watching them i would force myself to, to try to understand what is it like is it them 
or is it me yeah and a lot of times what i would really no all of the time what i would realize of any situation like that is something about them that i envied maybe they were more successful that i perceived them or maybe they were more um confident i felt like they were more confident or more intelligent or uh in better shape or something you know what i'm saying and that was some shit where i'm like i have to understand that so i can grow as an individual and i'm not just carrying the shit around trying to make them miserable or making myself miserable yeah i'm saying just think about how dumb that is you can't stand a person you don't understand or you envy them so you want to dim their light and that's why i wanted to kind of bring up the same situation with sierra i wanted you to talk about the rumor that was started it actually happened twice to her yeah so my (laughs) daughter um she's dealing with this situation where somebody started a rumor about her i guess that she's messing with this guy and um my daughter everybody who knows sierra know that she's not having sex and so my daughter was trying to understand who started the rumor and um just to make a long story short she was just saying she don't understand why this keeps happening to her she said it happened to her in college um and she said and it's happening now she said i just don't understand why it happens and when you all see me um my daughter is an extension of me like she loves to have fun she loves to dance she's you know like she try to be a free spirit for the most part and sometimes people can see something about you like my daughter she don't mind speaking up I almost feel like she got that little person syndrome because she love to take up for people. She called me today <laughs> mad about something somebody did to somebody else. And she stepped her little bitty ass in saying, look, you ain't finna do that. Just because that person won't speak up to you, I'm going to speak up for their ass. So it's like because she's this little person with this big ass personality, a lot of times people don't like that. They yeah. don't like that she's very intelligent she don't mind speaking up she don't mind calling you out on your bullshit but then she can also be fun too yeah it's like they don't like it but instead of you saying i don't like this bitch and starting a rumor why can't you look at it and be like why don't i like her yeah what is it about her that bothers me like yes she has a fun personality no i don't like how she always inserting herself in the middle of some shit that ain't got nothing to do with her but the thing is is what does that have to do with you how is that impacting your life it's not impacting your life so why is that bothering you i wish i could be that fucking bold you know Mm -hmm. it's like just having those conversations with yourself to understand why are you feeling that type of way about somebody who if they if they was no longer around you your life gonna go on yep and like you said um when people don't like a certain person they want to try to find a way to dim their light yeah but it's something they need to be using to try to grow from right but what i'm saying i'm just showing the example of why you would have someone to try to start a rumor about sierra or say oh i can't stand uh nick or you know some of the shit they may say about you Mm -hmm. it's like they can't stand it so they either want to try to 
I would say get away from it, but I don't, that's not necessarily the case. Some people want to stay there and watch you fall or watch you fail mm-hmm. or watch again your light dim. Yeah, it's like they want to see they they want to see you miserable or they want to know that they caused or mm-hmm. they impacted you in some type of way. Yep. But it's like you have to remain true to who you are. Yeah. You know, and that's what I tell my daughter all the time. Like, girl, this is just a fucking speed bump. Yeah. <laughs> keep on. Like, keep doing you and don't let nobody dim your motherfucking light. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you this now. A lot of times when uh, in most cases, if you do find someone that you may, let's say, envy or maybe they remind, they make you do shadow work or remind you of something, maybe an area you're lacking in. A lot of times they have worked their ass off to get there. Man, Sierra what? has worked her ass off to get where she's at. <sighs> Me, I have worked my ass off to get where I'm at. I have, to, I have had to take a lot of risk. I have had to um, distance myself from a lot of friends and families who maybe who could not see the vision um, cut out a lot of noise and take a lot of leaps of faith. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's like we meet you too. You bust, we bust our ass to get mm-hmm. here. And, um, so I'm actually going to, we're actually getting ready to end this. Um, I do want to remind people like me and Carla, I would like to say that we are like the leap of faith, taking leap of faith Queens. <laughs> and, um, I have actually documented and added all the things that we do during our leaps of faith to keep us sane our morning routines our night routines if you want to take advantage of get and get that formula you can check out our leap of faith course at www.nickandcarla.com slash leap and then also i'm going to go ahead and actually end this podcast with one of my most popular songs in my catalog called vibration and it's also about taking a leap of faith (laughs) <laughs> so um i hope you enjoy the song you can stream all of my music just search nick rochelle on any dsp spotify uh apple music all that good stuff and we want to thank y'all so much for tuning in y'all peace peace i'm jumping off is this a needed suicide i hope my parachute don't let me down i hope i get the fly i don't know why why i feel like i gotta die to be alive i don't know why it feel like people are standing still with no desire i'm on the wire wobbling back and forth the balance clown i won't be happy if i'm not moving forward then send me down my vibration for eternity will continue to come around so i gotta do this right i gotta live i gotta do it now not another lifetime message is for you eight billion on this planet from the mall who'd you choose with your speakers turned up and your attention on me we made this plan to meet up it's 9 11 that's your number and i'm here to remind you you don't really need a lot of motivation because you know what it is you know what it is
never needed their approval, don't be validation. You live it in your truth, only move when you feel it, that's why I'm tuning into your vibration. Right now, I am tuning in right now to your vibration. I am tuning in to your vibration. I don't really need a lot of motivation. Cause I know what it is, I know what it should be. Thank you.